you all, this is Samit Kaplan again uh, with another episode for the Perfect Podcast at the Chico Hospital for Cats. Uh, today I have my dear friend Janyar Oslov here with me. She is a RVT, uh, which stands for Regular Veterinary Technician. And so, hi Jan. Hi Summit. How are you today? I'm doing great. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Well, uh, as Sam told you, I'm a registered veterinary technician. Um, I have been a registered veterinary technician in the state of California since 1978. So I'm kind of a dinosaur <laughs> in the uh, in uh, as being a tech. I'm also proud to be a VTS, which is a vet technician specialist in dentistry. Um, I've been that since 2008. And then I'm also on the feline organizing committee trying to uh, get technicians interested in feline medicine to pursue a vet tech specialist or VTS degree. So we're kind of, I'm on the organizing committee for that. And hopefully in the near future, we will also have feline specialist technicians. That's wonderful to hear. I, I believe... Um Everything you do is so important and you are always so busy with all this stuff. So I really appreciate your contribution to the uh, technician world. Thank you. So let's start with uh, what inspired you to become a registered veterinary technician. How did all this start? Was there a key moment in your life or uh, what triggered your uh, interest? Well, I've always been an animal person, but interesting enough, my parents were not. So... Oh, when I was little, I wanted, when I was a child, I wanted a dog and cat dearly. They would not allow me to have a dog or a cat. They said it was too much work, and what if we went on vacation? Who would take care of the pet? They did allow me to have a parakeet uh, and a red-eared slider turtle when I was growing up. I even lived within walking distance of the 4-H barn, so I could have joined 4-H and learned how to take care of of animals that way, but that was also something that my parents didn't allow me to do. So I kind of actually found out about a volunteer program. You had to be 15 and a half to join this volunteer program, and it was our local humane society. And at that point, I told my mom I really wanted to volunteer at the humane society, and I because I really loved animals, but in the back of my mind, I wanted to prove to my mom and dad that I could take care of an animal and that I was responsible. So my actual, I, I got to volunteer at the Humane Society at the age of 15 and a half, and my plan actually worked because four months later, I got to adopt my first dog. That was, that, so the plans were in the making. <laughs> what I didn't know and I didn't plan for is that I had nothing, I had no no interest in veterinary medicine that I knew of, but at the Humane Society, where I was volunteering, they placed me in the veterinary department. So I actually got to see what a veterinarian does and what assistants do, and that ignited my passion for veterinary medicine. So way back when, my ulterior motive was different, but it actually gave me a taste of what my lifelong career was going to be. An important question here that got my attention is, were you actually allowed to take that dog back to home in four months? Absolutely. <laughs> so four months later, I adopted a little 12-week-old puppy. 
Of course, this puppy was, oh, probably about 12 pounds, and it was little and cute, and I told my mom and dad, you know, it's not going to get very big. <laughs> However, it was a boxer cross, so she ended up being 60 pounds when she grew up. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's really awesome. That's a, that's a nice story. So you became an RVT and started your career. So let's talk about the um, fun moments and also the challenging moments of your career so far so with us one fun moment or a couple of fun memories you have in this well field. the fun moments basically are probably the relationships that i've built with my co-workers learning actually at that level at the humane society when i was a volunteer i actually ended up about six months later being hired as an assistant so I was working in the veterinary department. I learned, I, I met all of these great people that have been doing veterinary medicine for a long time. Uh, they were certainly my inspiration. And one thing they also did is I loved horses and I'd never been able to be around horses. So those people that I was working with at the Humane Society, I got to actually go with them, visit their horses. Oh, wow. And then two years later, ended up getting my own horse. Um, so all of this stuff was my ulterior motive of wanting to have an animal of my own kind of snowballed. So my relationships with my coworkers and working in veterinary medicine, even at those young, early age, it was so much fun. You and don't it's just, still fun. Yeah, you don't just get coworkers, but you also gain friends. Gain friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I actually, uh, when I was... Uh, pursuing my registered veterinary technician license. Back then, you could grandfather in and take the state board with a certain amount of, of uh, practical experience. And by the time I graduated from high school, I basically had enough experience to take that state board exam, but I hadn't gone to college. So I decided that instead of going and doing the grandfather clause, that I would go ahead and get and go to a um, an accredited technician school that happened to be in my area. So I continued to work almost full-time and go to school full-time mm -hmm. uh, for the next two years. Again, meeting many, many, many inspiring people mm -hmm. and friends. And then I transitioned from the Humane Society and shelter medicine and spay and neuter clinic work into private practice through the school and ended up with my last internship at a private practice that I ended up staying with for 13 years oh, wow. of my career. It's amazing. Um, do you, when you look back to your career, do you always have long-term relationships with practices and uh, people? I have been blessed to have those work relationships and work environments where I felt very valued and also safe Mm -hmm. And they were very good work environments. I learned a lot, and I ended up staying with those those practices for quite some time. So one practice for 13 years, another practice for 20 years. Wow. I've been here at Chico Hospital for Cats for almost 10 years. Wow, truly amazing. So with all these practices and experience, what do you think is the most challenging thing that RVTs or you in personal uh, challenge or face doing this job? Actually, certainly multitasking is very challenging, as well as doing self-care and trying to 
do your job to the best of your ability. We pour ourselves into our job, but we also have to look out for our own kind of well-being and, and prevent kind of compassion fatigue and burnout. So that work-life balance, mm -hmm. really important, really yeah. important. So it's important to find a way to uh, let that energy go mm -hmm. after work, take care of yourself and Absolutely. come back with fresh energy. Absolutely. Moving on, my next question uh, is... What is the most interesting case you worked on what, or what is the most surprising case you have seen in your whole career? Well, I want to kind of, cats are amazing. Cats are very amazing. There are many, many cats that we see that although we want to help them and we have things that we recommend, in the back of our mind we're thinking, I'm not sure if this is going to help this kitty or not. I think of a case that of a cat that was stuck in a... Um, garage door as it was actually it was an automatic garage door it was shutting and this kitty actually got pinned underneath that door the owner found out or saw it happen rushed it to us and this kitty was in cardiac and respiratory arrest mm -hmm. we did CPR on this cat and we had we we really didn't think that this cat had a chance we were able to revive the kitty she was on supplemental uh, positive pressure ventilation, meaning we were breathing for her mm -hmm. for three to four hours after she came to us. And then all of a sudden, she started to wake up. And we're thinking, oh, you know, there's going to be some brain problems here. She's probably not going to be totally with it. She ended up being able to be taken off of oxygen. She was breathing on her own. But she was blind, and we thought, oh, you know, she really did have some complications from this. Yeah. Well, we did nursing care on this kitty, and three days after the incident, her sight returned. And she ended up actually recovering fully from this really tragic accident that we didn't think uh, that she was going to be able to recover. So cats are amazing. You never, never give hope. Uh, so can we hope. can we say this cat used one of uh, his or her nine lives? Yes, at least one, <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> maybe yes. two. <laughs> That's amazing. So one of the uh, last questions I have is, what is the most important advice you will give to a person who comes to you and says, hey, I decided to become a, a registered veterinary technician? Well, I think that definitely whatever your dream is, it's attainable. So learn all you can as far as how and what, what avenue within veterinary medicine that you want to pursue. If you want to become a registered veterinary technician, many, many different options are available. There are online courses now that you can do, and there's many of them. There's also very, very well-established trade schools as well as community colleges mm -hmm. that offer courses that you can get your degree in registered as a registered veterinary technician. You just have to make sure that those schools that you pick are AVMA accredited because there are some out there that are not and wouldn't allow you to take the proper state boards and national boards mm -hmm. with that degree. So you just want to be making sure that you do your homework and you pick a school that's accredited. What do you think about someone getting experience first as an assistant before they or volunteering somewhere somehow involved with animals before they start schooling for a technician? Oh, I think that's a very, very good idea. And many different 
just like I started as a, a, a local humane society. Mm-hmm. There are many rescue organizations, whatever community that you're in. Uh, so volunteering in that way. Here in Butte County, we have regional occupational program. That is also another way to get your feet wet in to find out if you really want to be in veterinary medicine. Yeah, because we wouldn't want anybody to um, start a veterinary technician school and when they start getting involved with animals, decide this is not the right thing right, for right. them. Right, so. right. And one thing we didn't talk about is that being a registered veterinary technician, there are many things that you can do with your career. Yeah, let's talk so about that. you can certainly work in a veterinary hospital, mm-hmm. which many and many of us do. You can work in a general practice. You can work in emergency critical care practice, a specialty practice, or like we are feline only here. So we are kind of in that specialty end. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can become an educator. You can teach. Uh, either online teaching or at a brick-and-mortar um, college. Mm-hmm. You can become an educator. You can also work in industry. So many companies that promote their veterinary products, they need veterinary professionals there that can explain these products to the clinics mm-hmm. and also help them in their support of being able to train people on, on whether it be equipment or whether it be a product. So, and then also research. In the research end, uh, veterinary technicians are utilized uh, quite a bit. So there is so many different so many things. Options. Many, many options to becoming a registered veterinary technician. And then once you're there and you decide you want to specialize, there are quite a few different avenues that you can get a VTS in. Yes, and we would like to talk about your VTS uh, specialty becoming a VTS special person journey in another episode. Hopefully you will tell us uh, how that works and um, what you have to do to Mm -hmm. become. I would love to do that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate all the information you gave us. And uh, um, again, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It was great to be here. Mm -hmm.